love Lucy. And I'm Diana, and I, you know, like Lucy. And this is My Favorite Redhead, the podcast where I show Diana every I Love Lucy episode in order, and then we discuss them together until she and all of you love Lucy too. So this episode is actually about the Lucy and Desi documentary that just dropped on Prime. Prime? Is it only Prime? Uh, I think so. Yeah, so we watched that today, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I felt like it was a really nice look at who these people are without, like, demonizing anybody. Yeah, I I did think it was a very uh, balanced (laughs) Mm -hmm. view of them as people. Yeah, and I felt like they were both given equal like screen time or equal time to narrate Mm -hmm. and equal attention more or less was paid to their stories or backstory and what happened to them after I Love Lucy and after their marriage concluded. Yeah. I did, I did like that there wasn't any overdue blame. I do feel like a lot of the material that focuses on Lucy and Desi as people tends to have this tone of sadness. Like, Mm -hmm. isn't it sad that they weren't Lucy and Ricky? And isn't it sad that their marriage broke up? And I feel like this one, it, I mean, there is that element to it, but it doesn't really place the blame on any one person, Mm -hmm. which is nice because that's not what usually happens. So I have to address what to me is the Mm -hmm. elephant in the room. And that is that they only once mentioned in passing Desi's infidelity. I very much appreciated that because, you know, it's not like that isn't a big part of what was going on with their relationship that made it troubled, but we've all heard that story. We've all discussed that at length and we've been through that. And I just feel like a lot of times when we feel like we have to get into that so heavily, it makes it so that we're talking about Lucy the victim and Desi the villain. Yeah, definitely. Which is not is not reflective of how real life is. Like, you know, it's not obviously no one is excusing infidelity, but you know, we've had that conversation before and we know that all that times. happened and it's just it's been addressed, and let's look at the rest of what was going on. Let's talk about that. Let's see who these people were. Where did they come from? Why did they have the worldview that they did yeah. when they got into this relationship with each other? Because that's really fascinating stuff about their background to me. Yeah. And it's it's a lot more complicated than, you know, Desi was this mean, terrible guy who, you know, had the audacity to cheat on everybody's favorite, Lucy. Mm-hmm. And it's not like... I hesitate to say it's not that big a deal, but I kind of feel like people make it a bigger deal than it necessarily should have been. Yeah, it's just, I just can't, we have had the conversation before. So I, I feel like talking about things like Desi's insecurity mm-hmm. and his background. I don't know if they talked too much about his dad. I don't really recall at the moment. But They talked about him being in prison. Yeah, so... His mom and his dad were both very critical of him. He grew up always feeling like Mm -hmm. he could never do enough. He would never be enough of a winner in their eyes. His father, you know, after he was the mayor and then the revolution and he went to prison, he was like 
a doctor and mm-hmm. he had you know he was a very distinguished guy and Desi always felt like he wasn't living up to the expectations placed on him yeah and you have someone like Lucy who she grew up very poor and so many things that happened in her young life were just completely out of her control which I think that's the case for most people. Mm -hmm. All the difficult things that happen in their childhood tend to be out of their control. But when you have things that happen again and again and again that you feel like there was nothing I could do in that moment to stop this from happening, but it still wrecked my life Mm -hmm. for a while, that gets to you. (laughs) I'm speaking from personal experience, and that's one of the reasons why I like relate to her so much. I get it. I get her very much. And to see that part of her personality be the thing that they kind of, you know, focused on for a while was really interesting to me. And I also just like that they interviewed so many people that did know them Mm -hmm. and, you know, they use archival footage from people who are no longer with us but Mm -hmm. did know them and work with them. And... It was really cool to have all of that in there and just to, like, hear Lucy Arnaz talk about her yeah. parents. And I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really... Yeah, it was it was a really nice. I thought it was really nice. Yeah, it was touching at mm-hmm. times, sad at times, but not, like, you know, maudlin. No. Just and, kind of, you know, the real, the reality yeah. of their lives and their relationship and the things that happened in history. So. Yeah, it's very much like, you know... Sometimes think, things suck. Yeah. <laughs> I think Amy Poehler, I was reading a review earlier, or, sorry, not a review, an interview with her, and she was saying that a lot of times people focus on the sadness mm-hmm. of the fact that the Arnezes were not the Ricardos, and while that's true, and while that is something that we need to talk about, let's also talk about who they were, not who they weren't, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I really like that that was her perspective on it. And she also said something about how a lot of these documentaries and just things that look into who they are will go in being like, this was an innovator, a genius. Mm -hmm. And, you know, not that they're not those things, but like, we know that they were groundbreaking. Mm -hmm. We know that they were Mm -hmm. funny and talented. We can talk to people who are like inspired by them, will tell us what geniuses they were, have funny people talk about how funny they were, I think was Mm -hmm. more or less her quote. But hearing people talk about them more in a personal way and just kind of look at, like, their, like, feelings and emotions. I love the stories that, like, Carol Burnett was telling about, you know. I love Carol Burnett and Lucy's relationship. It's very sweet. It's always been something I've admired very much. And how she called her kid is, is very sweet. So I loved hearing from her. I, going back for a second about what you're talking about, Amy Poehler talking about documentaries mm-hmm. and the importance of documentaries. I just like, since the being the Cardos came out really recently and there was some, um, speculation at the time about who was going to play Lucy in this documentary. <laughs> I do feel like it needs to be pointed out that being the Ricardos was not a documentary. Yeah. It was a fictional reimagining of mm-hmm. some things that happened. And this is a documentary, mm-hmm. and the difference is that this is fact, and that was speculation, so... Yeah. I really... Because they came out so 
close together. I've seen a lot of like comparisons between the two. Yeah, I don't and feel I, like that's. I feel it's it's apples and oranges. Yeah, it's almost like apples and steak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like <laughs> one of them is a fruit and the other one is very much not. Yeah. So <laughs> they so. feel they fill different needs in your diet. So yeah. you can like or dislike one or the other or both, but comparing them isn't really helpful or necessary or it doesn't really make sense because they're trying to accomplish different things yeah one thing i have to say watching this was how impressed i am with you me yes Mm. because like i know what a nerd you are because we've been (laughs) friends for a long time yes and like i've been in classes with you Mm -hmm. so like i know you're a big ass nerd (laughs) and i know that you're a good scholar but so much of this, I was watching, especially in the early bits, I was like, I know this, move on. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't know that any of this until we started doing this podcast. And I was just like, damn. <laughs> she taught me all of that. Like, I, I knew all of that. So you're an excellent researcher. Thank you. And I'm very impressed. Like, Thank you. Like I said, I know how good you are <laughs> because I spent a lot of time with you. But I'm just, I was just impressed by how much of it was in the documentary that we'd covered already. Yeah. It's a subject I'm passionate about. Yeah. And, like, sometimes I found myself, like, wanting to interject and add extra information. (laughs) And I was like, no, let's just watch the thing. You can do that later. We watched it, and then I went to go cook dinner, and she was, like, vibrating. Because she was like, (laughs) I want to tell you a thing, but no, I have to wait until we record. (laughs) Well, I just wanted to talk about it. I know. (laughs) And I'm like, no, you got to wait. Yeah. (laughs) So it's it was really, it was really good. And I think they handled a lot of kind of sensitive subjects very well and a lot of grace was granted to Desi Mm -hmm. and his alcoholism yeah and I know a lot of people like to like blame him which is like that's an addiction yeah and addiction is a disease and you can't be mad at someone for that because it interfered in the marriage of people that you like on tv like if you're dealing with someone in your personal life and their addiction is impacting you personally that's a different personal matter but i don't really feel like it's appropriate to be like well this guy because he was drinking was rude to my fave and I feel like it's kind of a double standard because I feel like the story about Bill Frawley is kind of like an amusing antidote, mm-hmm. whereas like the stories about Desi are like, well, he was a degenerate. It, that's the difference between the funny drunk and the sad drunk. Yeah. And it's like, the, these are a lot of people that are in pain. How yes. about let's look at all of them like that? Yeah. So that's a whole thing. But I, I appreciate that they looked at him because he was working incredibly hard mm-hmm. and he was under a lot of pressure And because of his stress that he already had in his life, because of like, you know, I have these expectations to live up to. Mm -hmm. My parents want to see me be this person. I'm, you know, an immigrant, a refugee, as they point out, which I thought was a very valuable discussion. And of course, there's always the stereotype of the good immigrant. Mm -hmm. So you can't just half-ass anything. Yeah, it's like, you know... You have to justify your reason for being here. Yeah. Like, as a black person, we're always talking about how we have to work twice as hard to get half as much. That absolutely goes for any immigrants as well. So it's absolutely something that, you know, he had all this pressure on him to work that hard, whether that was, you know, external or something that he just had kind of internalized. Or just living with Lucy. Yeah. (laughs) And he 
had a lot of trauma because of everything that he'd been through and all of these things they add up to putting a lot of pressure on a person mm-hmm. that can lead to well of course you're depressed of course you're turning to substances to deal with all of that like that's that's very humanizing mm-hmm. to look at it that way because it is something that a lot of people deal with and so i just appreciated that they had a more nuanced look at that like yeah. there's this one moment where there's this image of Desi that was shown in the documentary, and I don't think they went into it too much, but he has, like, a, a cut and a bruise on his lip and his face, and then later on they talk about their trip to Europe, the disastrous family vacation. That picture of him, that was taken on that European vacation because he was really intoxicated and he fell down a flight of cobblestone oh, steps. So for like a good half of that vacation, his face was really kind of messed up. And one of the things that was so upsetting to him is that in Europe, nobody <laughs> was really recognizing him, but a lot mm. of people were recognizing her. And his face being messed up added to that. Yeah, Seeing that picture, it always makes me sad because I know how high their hopes were for this vacation to like you know get the family back on track by spending time together and that it just didn't work out in yeah. their favor so it's a very sad thing to think about but it was it, an interesting point that they made that the show only existed because they mm-hmm. wanted to be together and it's kind of the thing that destroyed yeah. their marriage so interesting yeah i mean sad terribly yeah but interesting so and also just to go back to desi's drinking really quickly Um, He did get sober later in life. Actually, he went through the 12-step program with Desi Jr. Oh, good. They were supporting each other, and um, they shared that experience. And it's something that Desi Jr. has always said how proud he was of his dad for that. Because he did go for so long not really acknowledging that he had a problem, not really feeling able to address the problem. And when he did eventually do it it was kind of like i want to be here for my son but then ended up like helping himself as well yeah that's good yeah so that was really really cool and i just had a few things that i wrote down while we were watching it i already kind of mentioned a couple of them i think i really enjoyed the interview with charo (laughs) we talked about we enjoy everything about charo yeah absolutely we talked about her on an episode we recorded recently but i'm pretty sure it hasn't gone live yet So you guys will get to hear that soon. Yeah. And I was really excited that they talked about Leela Rogers, Mm -hmm. Ginger's mom, because Leela is such a cool lady. And this is kind of like completely off topic, but there was a series of books for little girls in the 40s, and they're called Whitman Authorized. And they were all books that were about different popular movie stars, Mm. but they kind of were like, Nancy Drew type books. So it was basically like, here's this mystery that Shirley Temple is solving. Here's this one that Deanna Durbin is solving. So there was one about Ginger Rogers, and the author of it is Leela Rogers. Nice. She wrote the book about her daughter, and amongst people who collect series books for girls, it's like widely considered to be the best one from that series. And I I just love that Leela Rogers was like on the set 
training people and, you know, giving the other starlets advice and watching over Ginger's career and also apparently a talented writer. (laughs) And then she was just like hanging around so much that she ended up getting roles in movies because they were like, we can't get rid of her because we've tried that before and it didn't work. (laughs) So we need somebody to play Ginger's mom. How about Ginger's mom? So love that. That'll do. Yeah. (laughs) I loved that interview segment where... The person was asking Lucy, how do you define love? Mm-hmm. And her answer was, um, it's not that you can do no wrong, but that I'd do anything in the world to make you happier. And Aww. I just thought that was really a really sweet quote. And um, I was really excited to see Greg Oppenheimer. Love him. <laughs> and just like all the interviews with people that yeah. were, you know, Mark Daniels' son. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. Bette Midler. Yeah, that freaking Midler. <laughs> She showed up and I was like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Hey. <laughs> I love that she's like, I was so surprised to see her there because I used to be very blue. <laughs> and I'm like, used to be. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that was really fun. They had some really great interviews and I just, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So I'm glad that we got to watch it. It's funny because I'm not really like, I'm not a crier. And I actually got a little bit choked up at the end when, you know, right after Desi passed and mm-hmm. there was that, I don't know what was going on in that auditorium. Oh, the award? Yeah, the award. And yeah. there was a standing ovation and she looked so surprised. She was. And I was just like, aw. Yeah. So I got a little bit choked up there, but then, you know, I squashed it because, <laughs> you know, I'm a robot, so... <laughs> And did anybody notice, and like, it wasn't the opening scene, but it was pretty close to the opening Mm -hmm. scene when Desi shouted us out? Yeah, I was very excited. He said, my favorite redhead, and we were like, (laughs) yes! (laughs) Love to hear that. Very considerate of him. I I figured we were probably his favorite podcast. Had had to be. (laughs) So I, I really enjoyed that. It was a lot of fun. So you have anything else you want to add? No, I think that's about it. Yeah, I think so, too. It was a quick one, but we just yeah. wanted to talk to you guys about give, this give lovely documentary. Give our opinions while they're fresh. Yeah. Yeah. So we hope you guys have a chance to check it out if you haven't already. And thank you for listening. Yeah. And it was a, a lot shorter than our feelings on being the Ricardos. I think there were overall less feelings. Yeah. <laughs> and less confusion. Yeah. I think that was a big part of what made that so long, the confusion. Yeah. So... But we can't get into that. Again. No. <laughs> Go listen to our review. We already on got that into it. If you want to <laughs> yeah. hear all of that. Make so. a drink. It's a long one. Yeah. <laughs> Two drinks probably. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty guys. Bye. Bye. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcatcher to make sure you never miss an episode. And follow us on Instagram at my favorite redhead, on Tumblr and Facebook at my favorite redhead podcast. Tweet us at MyFaveRedhead or drop us a line at MyFaveRedheadPodcast at gmail.com. And if you love Lucy and you enjoy our show, give us a good rating and review. 